I'm Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. It's time to pay attention. Come on, people. Think about it. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. Mortgage industry is not rocket science. Your guide to the information you can use to choose the best answers to your real estate financing questions. If that loan agent tells you that, get up and run away. Now, here's your host on State and Islay. Your guy in the mortgage industry, Guy Rivera. Okay, here we are. It's Tuesday the 18th of June in the year of our Lord, 2018. So, um, today's Tuesday, June 19th, because it's Juneteenth Day. Do you know what Juneteenth Day is, Richard? Juneteenth is the day the war, Civil War ended, and it was declared that those that have been enslaved are no longer enslaved. It was a big day. It's one of the longest... um, one of the longest celebrated uh, days in American history, the day that slavery ended. Juneteenth. Look it up. Tell me if I'm right. Tell me if I'm wrong. Being wrong is never on my list of possibilities, but I want you to confirm for me, would you please? I'm talking to Richard Dugan, my great engineer here. He uh, keeps me running, checks the... uh, Checks the the phone, the answer machine. Have you been here week all week long? Jeff Bridges called for me. Nope. Come on, nope. really? Nope. Well, Jeff, if you're out there, you want to talk mortgages. You want to know what a mortgage entails. Not that you need one. I'm your guy. Give me a call. Eight zero five six eight seven six two eight two extension thirteen. Or stop by. We live in the same town, run in the same circles, probably know a lot of the same people. Um, 1736 State Street, Guarantee Mortgage. We have been on that corner going on 19 years. And we're really proud of that. Vittoria and I opened up that shop and uh, 19 years ago, and we're still going. Something to be said. So Mortgage Matters is a show that I do. I brought to this radio station about four years ago. I can't believe it's been that long uh, to, to help people understand the nuances, help them maneuver their way around the mortgage industry, um, real estate financing. And I leave each and every aspect of a transaction to the professionals, to the experts. I'm not going to go out and sell a house to somebody because that's not my deal. I finance. I'm not going to go out there and appraise a house. That's not my deal. I do the financing. I'm certainly not going to go and inspect a house because, hell, I can't even screw in a light bulb, nor can I hang a fence straight or hang a fence properly. I know this because two weeks ago I hung a fence uh, a gate in my backyard bugs the hell out of me, but it's crooked. Just, it's, it's, Richard, I tell you, the thing, every time I walk out my backyard, I said, why did I even attempt that? Well, you know, I had one of my manly time, you know, little high testosterone that day. I'm, I'm going to fix that fence, and I'll be a son of a, it just was, it was worse, it's worse now than when I started. So, 
I used a level, but the bubble just wouldn't line up right. So, I mean, you know, friggin' thing. Anyways, I'm Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. Let me get, uh, let me get my uh, licensing out of the way. NMLS number is 57662. My BRE number is 01220403. Our parent company, American Pacific Mortgage, uh, NMLS 1850. Now, I get these leadership videos from our, our top guy, Bill Lohman. Super nice guy. And he goes over the state of the company, you know, gives the numbers. And last month, May, our company had a record month, $864 million we funded. You know, it was a hell of a month. I had a pretty weak month. I did a couple of million. But the company in a whole with like 700 loan agents or something, $860 million worth of funding, which was pretty darn good. Um, you know, $9, $10 billion a year this company funds. I'm real proud to be part of it. I had Joe Stubbins on my show last week. Joe Stubbins is a great guy. We were talking a little bit about a, a deal that we did um, together. He had called me, and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout this one out again because uh, we're real proud of the fact that we were able to rise to the occasion, come through for our clients, meet new friends, consummate deals, close deals, um, and make things happen. We make great things happen for good people, and our clients were extremely happy. And this guy had been with a Wall Street bank, one of those big Wall Street banks um, that he was referred to by his <laughs> by his um, his his financial advisor of all people. And he was in into the deal twenty one days, and uh, he says, "What the hell? Why, why did you?" Why did you send me to this, to this person at this B of, of Wall Street Bank, and um, they're not performing for me? And this guy makes a lot of money. She says, "Yeah, well, I'm I'm really sorry about that. You know, our company owns, uh, or that that company, that Bank of America owns our company, and um, you know, we have to refer there, and you know, I." I guess I should I shouldn't have done that because they couldn't get me approved either. <laughs> I mean, come on. I it, why would you refer somebody that couldn't perform for you? Does that make any sense at all, Richard? Did you hear that? Why would you? That's like I can't even imagine what that's like. I can't I can't think of any why would you refer someone that couldn't perform for you. That's like going to a restaurant where all they do is burn your eggs. They can't do over easy eggs. All they do is over hard or overly scrambled. And all you want is over easy. And they can't give it to you, but you send them over there anyway. Why would you refer somebody like that? Makes no sense at all, right? Well, the good thing is this guy directs his own portfolio investments. So, you know, she's just getting a free ride. He's the brains of the outfit. And um, needless to say, he reprimanded her 
and uh, hopefully, actually, he directed her to start referring our firm. So anyway, with a big Wall Street bank, then with two other mortgage banks, those guys could not figure out his income. Couldn't identify why the underwriters were declining his loan over a three-week period of time. So I get the loan. I sit down. I get it in front of me. I, with a, I profile a person in a good way. Look at his global debt servicing aspects and his, and um, I identified the problem within five minutes. I said, here's the problem right here. They're not giving you this income. We went through it. We remedied it. We found a solution. We adapted, overcame, executed, closed the deal. Now, he was in a 30-day escrow. I got the, I got the deal on the 21st day, 22nd day into the escrow. Um, we underwrote it, had it approved. I knew I was going to get this thing slammed through, so I actually had him sign his disclosures, ordered the appraisal on a rush, got the appraisal the third day out. It's expensive. You know, this was an appraisal that you should have only been about $700, came out to about $1,100, because $1, $800, because it was a $4 million purchase, came out to $1,100, but on a rush basis, he was okay with that. We closed that deal in 10 business days, million six. Loan amount, two mortgage banks couldn't figure it out, big Wall Street bank, Definitely couldn't figure it out. Land and guarantee mortgage. That's experience, stability, and just plain good old know-how. So Richard's giving me that finger. I've got a great show lined up. I'm going to get Sebastian on the phone. He is a credit expert. I'm going to get back into that. We're going to go over the market. I've got some rates that I thought I printed to bring. Rates are great right now. Um, you're listening to Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. You want to know anything you need to know. If there's anything you need to know about mortgages, give me a call. 569-1290. 564-1290. Hey, listen. You know, if you're in the middle of a real estate transaction, shop around. I don't care what anybody says. You need to shop around. I had a client, he's not even a client, I just had a guy that called me and says, hey, you know, uh, kind of feeling like I was taken for a ride. I said, okay, so what's going on? So he brings in his, his closing statement. He closed on a deal, you know, last week or something, a week and a half ago. And he says, you know, this may sound silly guy, but, uh, and I know the guy, we're acquaintances, but... We're not friends. I mean, a friend of mine, friends of mine, trust me, 
they they bring their deals and they trust that I close them and I give them a great great deal, and we always take care of them. This guy was an acquaintance, still is, and I pointed out to him every. I don't understand. Actually, he borrowed a million dollars. I understand why he borrows a million dollars from somebody over the phone. Um, he paid a half a point for a rate higher than what I could have given him. He paid $1,200 for an underwriting fee, twelve, eleven fifty or whatever. Underwriting fee. Come on, really? Then we went over this, and there was, you know, this. It was, it was, it was just wrong. It was very, very wrong. So we went over it, and I said, "Here is where you're at. Here was where you're at last week. Here was where you're at two weeks ago, following the bond market, following my snapshots of rates on a. I think I keep them for a thirty-day period." just so I can refer back for some reason. It's just a bad habit. But, you know, the guy's looking at it and going, hey, shop around. Whatever you do, stay local. You want to sit across the, you want to sit with your loan agent across the desk. I believe in that. I believe in face-to-face encounters. You look your loan agent and your client in the eye, make sure that, you know, that's somebody you want to deal with. Make sure that that is your your mortgage partner for life. Um, you know, it usually happens. Hell, I've got clients that I was financing for 24 years ago. I've done three generations of families here in Santa Barbara, Jerry John and John Jr. and the sister, three generations of Shalhoubs. And uh, the girls are growing up, so maybe I'll do four. This is unbelievable what we accomplished. What, what you can accomplish establishing a real estate, a, a relationship with, with a, a stable lender. It's a good thing. Trust me. Need to shop around. Guarantee Mortgage has some of the lowest rates in Santa Barbara, if not the lowest. And I can back that up. So if you are in the middle of a transaction, if you're in the middle of a refinance, or you're in the middle of a purchase, just give me a call. Let's talk about the parameters. Let me know. I've actually pointed people in the right direction with their own lender. Got a call from one of our sponsors, Brothers. Bless his heart. Uh, While I'm on the sponsors, let let me give a good shout-out to Sebio Cordova, American Riviera Bank, Tim Trembley, Trembley Financial. Both of those guys are my clients. But somebody at the bank had their brother call me. He was in the middle of a refinance. Not even in the middle. He He was embarking on a refinance with a friend of his that he's known since high school. First of all, I said, well, you know, why are you calling me? You don't need to rock the boat with your paisan from high school. You trust him. Yeah, I do, but he can't figure it out. Okay, let's take a look at it. And, you know, I said, do this. Here's how you're going to save money. Save money this way. Do this. Do this. Have him do this for you. And you need to do this. And I'm sure it's all going to work out fine. And you keep your relationship with your paisan that you went to school with. 
turned out okay because I haven't heard back from them. Everything's great. It's not a problem for me. I want you to get the best deal. I want my clients to get the very best deal. Even if I cannot give it to them, I want them to get the very best deal. Um, so let's get into the market, and then we're going to get on this call. Uh, the call, Sebastian. You guys are going to love this. Sebastian is um, a credit expert. It always, always makes me chuckle. I was listening to another radio show talk, another radio show host, talk, host, whatever they're called. Um, he was a realtor, and he was just going on and on about credit and how this affected this. And I'm listening to this guy. I don't know if it was on this station or another station, but he was a realtor. He doesn't do that much business, but he's a realtor. And he has a radio show. So um, he was going on and on about credit. And everything he was saying, I would say 50% of the things he was saying was wrong. Just out and out, like, what are you saying? I have no—I'm not—I'm I'm a mortgage finance guy. That's my expertise. I'm an expert. Ask me anything about loans, I can tell you anything. Ask me anything about credit, I can tell you 75 80% to be true, but I don't want to know. I mean, I know what affects it, and I know how to, you know, I know a couple of the nuances, but the algorithms, the this, the that, and the other, those things are for those guys that study it, look at it, and work on it all day long. Those are the true experts. So, today, I'm bringing you a true expert. From a company called Continental Credit. They've helped a lot of my clients. They've helped to position a lot of my clients to get out there, buy, improve their position to buy, get them ready to buy, and just overall game changer. Even if they weren't buying, it makes them feel, I mean, it help, they've helped some clients of mine. And I'm real, you know, and I've always been skeptical of those guys. Um, but these guys are more of experts than just going in there and repairing credit. These guys actually counsel people. Um, even if they don't sign up, they're willing to give the time. They're, you know, they do a great job. And, uh, and I'm really happy that uh, Sebastian is coming on. But before he does... We got two minutes to go through the. Got two minutes to go through. The, I'm going to take three minutes. Go through the news here. Um, as we all know, uh, trade issues between U.S. and China uh, rearing its ugly head, coupled with rising political tensions in Germany, are pushing stocks lower to begin the week. Uh, the week's economic calendar is on the light side, with a few uh, with a few key housing reports that were released today. The ten-year note. Was it 2.90 after hitting 3.1 last week when the Fed released its statement? Rather hawk, uh, rather dovish comments. Technically, the bond continues to press up against stiff resistance. Um, you know, we've had some economic calendar releases, uh, which didn't really do a whole bunch today. Uh, the May housing starts jumped 5% from, an, uh, from April to an annual rate of 
1.350 million units versus the 1.323 expected. Building permits to sign a future construction fell 4.6 from April in the second straight monthly decline. Single-family housing starts, which account for the largest share of the housing market, rose 3.9 from April to an annual rate of 936,000 units. Um, that should have been that should have been market moving in the bonds, but it was not. It was overshadowed by the trade war. Stocks plunged 400 per, 400 points this morning. I think they ended up around 250 down somewhere around there. Richard is giving me that finger. We're going to have to take a quick commercial break. Just a quick reminder, this show, Mortgage Matters, is rebroadcast Tuesdays, 10 p.m., Sundays at noon. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back, and we have a we have a great is this we have a great guest, uh, Sebastian. Say hello. Hey, how's it going? I really want to thank you for taking the time to uh, to spend with me here, educating some of our listeners in some you know giving them some uh, ideas on their credit and what to what to expect. I know that we have. Work together. I've been working with your your firm for a while, and you guys are all great guys over there, and um, and and I just really appreciate on how you how you take care of my clients, even if they don't sign up with you guys for your program. You're always you're always gracious enough to give them pointers and be available to them at, in the future, and to me that is just great stuff. So we're going to go over a couple of things. As you know, my gig is mortgage financing and getting ready, uh, getting mortgage ready, positive and negative con- uh, contracts. Um, let's talk about that. When, when, when I get in a credit report and I, and I know that there's room for improvement, I do our what-if scenario. But yep. if we need something a little bit more intense... Um, you know, I asked clients to call you and get your guys' advice. So, why don't you lay it on us? Why don't you lay it on the on the? Uh, tell us what you guys do, how we get our people mortgage ready. Well, I mean, guy, as you know, you know, you've been using us over the years. I mean, in the last twelve years, I mean, I've probably been able to get over two hundred thousand people mortgage ready because, as you know. You know, you can make all the money in the world, but if your credit isn't in line, you can't get through underwriting. So the, the, the first part about, you know, trying to get mortgage ready is to address your credit. Okay, so the number one thing you got to look at is positive and negative contracts right off the bat because it's entirely voluntary for a, a creditor to report to the Bureau. So the only ones that do are the ones that are loaning you money. So you want to make sure you always have, you know, a, some open and active accounts, preferably at least one credit card, and then 
you know, a student loan or a mortgage or a car loan to help build that positive credit so you can show responsibility. And then the bureaus will reward you with adding your payment history, which will ultimately raise your credit score. Positive, let me, let me stop you there. Positive and negative contracts. Right. So, so for example, a, a negative contract is something in regards to a loan that somebody would, would loan you money on. So a car loan, a mortgage, a credit card, because if you, if you don't pay them, they're going to mark you as negative. Okay, okay, I get it. Because they're loaning you money, so they better believe they're going to post you to the credit bureaus every month because they want their money back, right? Whereas, you know, a, a positive contract is something more of like your services, your utility bills, your Verizon account, your cell phone, um, your gym memberships, you know, because these guys aren't loaning you money, they have the leverage to not pay the credit bureaus every month to report you. They only report you if you ultimately don't pay them in the end, right? So if you go 90 days and don't pay your cell phone, your cell phone doesn't work, and then you are taken to collection. So, you know, it's, it's the opposite of, like, a car loan. I mean, they can repossess your car, but you still took a loan out for forty grand, right? So that's, that's the difference. So you want to make sure you have, you know, a handful of, open and active uh, loans um, that'll accumulate payment history, which will ultimately raise your FICO scores. Okay, but, but that leads me into probably the number one frustrating conversation that I have every single day with clients, and that is, I mean, the online scoring models, people going to Credit Karma, these types of websites, you know, just, just trying to be proactive, see, see what's going on with their credit. But the problem is, is the algorithms that are being produced by Credit Karma, which is a free service, by the way, so, you know, you're kind of getting what you pay for, um, are entirely different than what a mortgage professional like yourself is going to pull. You're pulling mortgage-approved FICO algorithms, Fair Isaac Corporation, okay? So and those the, guys do not pull that even though they're giving you a score? Correct. So they pull something that is called a Vantage 3.0 scoring model, which weighs things entirely differently than what the mortgage industry cares about. And the biggest thing that, that's, that you know, stands out to me on that is that Vantage scoring model doesn't factor in medical collections or paid collections. So if you pull somebody's credit and all they have is a bunch of hospital bills and paid collections, they could be a 750 credit or Vantage score, whereas if you go to pull them, on their mortgage FICO scores, which definitely factors in medical collections and paid collections, you're, you could be pulling up a 610, and, you know, the person's going to be all disappointed because they thought that they were going to be pre-qualified because this online scoring model gives them a fake score, essentially. So I, I always like to make people aware of that, be very leery. The websites are okay to, you know, check on what's reporting, you know, because it will give you payment history and, you know, what's on the report, but don't ever take the scores, um, you know, at all for what they're worth because they're not a mortgage FICO algorithm. The only person that can pull that is you. Um, I mean, there is a website called myfico.com. It's fairly accurate, but it's still not a mortgage FICO, and it's 50 bucks a month, so it's not really worth it. Um, but, yeah, so we, we like to warn people about that because, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions there, and then you end up hard pulling your credit around town because you don't think that the credit score is right, and you keep getting 
the same score over and over. You know. Right. Right. Uh, tell me about. Tell me about. Um, collections. Pain collections. Now, you know, I tell you, those rat, those those guys, those medical collections. I mean, they are the worst. You know, yeah, um, I would say that and student loans are probably the number one type of item I'm seeing on credit reports. But so, so the problem, guy, is that the average person who is not educated about credit because you're never taught about it, right? Right. Would would think common sense. Hey, less debt equals higher credit, right? So they start going in, paying and settling on collections, only to see their scores go down, and they get very frustrated and upset. So, so. The reason is, is because when you go in and pay a collection, it doesn't make the item disappear. All it does is zero it out. But what it does is it activates the very, very important date, which is the date of last activity, the DLA. So you're essentially reactivating the account, making it look brand new, and dropping your scores. So, you know, we always tell clients, I mean, unless it's an underwriting guideline that has to be paid immediately to get the loan done, um, you know, which is very rare. Um, you know, we always tell clients, you know, let us do a full investigation on the account, make sure that the credit bureaus are reporting it 100% accurate, verifiable, uh, complete, and not misleading or questionable in any way, shape, or form, because if there's even the slightest error attached to it, the entire account has to be removed, and you don't have to pay anything at all. Right. Not to mention, you will see an increase in score because now the collection is no longer reporting to your social. It's no longer factoring into the algorithm, and your scores are going up. You know, so so that's that's a, probably the biggest misconception that the average person you know goes through is they they think they should start paying collections when you know the damage is already done and paying it off isn't going to do you any good. Right. So, you know, on a personal note, I just had a client go off and pay a collection. I, I didn't tell them to, I didn't tell them to pay. I didn't tell them not to pay it. Mm -hmm. They just saw it on their credit report and went and said, Oh my God. And then went and paid it. How I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rescore that client at the end of the month. But how, since I got kicked, how much would that affect? Do you, do you have an, or, or is it a combination of, cause that was the only thing that was the only derogatory on her report. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. uh, how, how will that affect it, if at all? I mean, in a big way, small way, you know, just uh, based on what you just said as far as uh, date of last activity. Well, yeah, th th that's what I was just going to say. So the, how many points she was losing from that collection in the first place is going to be based entirely on the date of last activity, right? So, so if, if before she paid it, the date of last activity was April of 2018, then she probably won't lose too many points because it was already fairly active in the first place. If it was from, you know, 2015 and now she just reactivated it three years to, to today, mm -hmm. then she could see a very large decrease in score because it is the only thing that's, ne that, that's negative on the credit report. So that item is essentially taking up all of the negative points that are available on the credit, which is 35% of the score. So it could be any upwards of 100 points, or it could be nothing if it was recently active anyway. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have to look at that. See, I did not have any idea that. So it could be actually 100 points. Uh, it couldn't be that much, really. Yeah, I've seen late payments drop scores, like a recent mortgage. But, she, but this was a closed 
collection account that she just went in and paid off. Yeah, I mean, if, if it was a brand new collection, then I mean, it, it could be upwards of fifty to hundred points if it's the only thing she has. You know, right, but, but then, this one was from like five five years ago. Yeah, so that's what concerns me is because now she just reactivated it and made it look brand new. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it, Guy, because you also have to factor in the positive credit as well, sure. which is, you know, how many credit cards she has, what's her debt utilization, um, you know, what, what, what is her credit mix, how long has she had these accounts open for, you know, because sometimes those can overshadow any type of negative item, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know, especially something that's five years old. But, I mean... I wouldn't expect the scores to go up. Let's just put it that way. Wow, even though she's paid everything else off and left right. it open? Yeah, I mean, the only time you want to pay a collection, which is a very rare situation, is if you can somehow get the collection company to offer you a letter of deletion. Right. Okay? But the problem with that is is they don't legally have to do that unless you can get them to admit that they were in fault. So, sure. And that's very difficult to do. Um, sometimes you can kind of bribe them and offer them payment in full or a little bit more mm-hmm. if the person will give you a letter of deletion. But until you have something in writing saying they'll give you a letter of deletion, you never want to give them any payment history at all. Wow. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to see if what you <laughs> just told me is true yep. and accurate because at the end of the month, we're going to pull this, repull this gals, we're going to rescore her. And um, she paid it off, not that I told her to or told her not to. And I'm going to see if she has gained or lost anything based on that. Sebastian, I need you to hold on because we're going to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Guy Rivera and Sebastian from Continental Credit. Your guy in the mortgage industry will be right back. We are back. You're listening to Guy Rivera and Sebastian. How, Sebastian, I, you know, I've been dealing with your company for so long. Um, <laughs> let me see. How do I even pronounce your last name? It's been real hard for me. Guit? Nobody, nobody ever says it right. It's it's French Canadian. It's Guite. It's Guite. Yep. Yeah, that's why I don't say it. So we're. De- <laughs> We're talking to Sebastian Guite from Continental. Is that French? It sure is. French-Canadian. Nice. A French-Canadian. Well, it's awfully nice of you coming on my show, considering what uh, has been going on between America and Canada lately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably a bad time to mention I'm a dual citizen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not cool at all, man. (laughs) Hey, listen, um, we'll work it all out one way or another. So... Let's get into inquiries and um, shopping around. Uh, I want you to take a little bit of time on that, and then we're going to get into what I think is one of the most important things, statute of limitation on negative items. So lay it on us about the the inquiries. Yeah, so these are two big topics that I deal with on a daily basis because um, there's a common misconception or myth out there that let's say I'm going to apply for a mortgage. Okay, I go to... ABC Mortgage, this loan officer pulls my credit, which is a hard inquiry. 
um, which is going to negatively impact my score anywhere from one to five points. So the myth is, is that I have a 30-day shopping window to go all around town and shop my loan with a bunch of different loan officers, and I don't get penalized for the inquiry. So this was a myth invented, in my opinion, by a loan officer back in the day, um, but it's entirely not true. Um, every single credit report I look at, I see every single time they pulled credit in the last 30 days showing on their credit. And the problem is, is the more frequent you pull your credit, the more risky you're viewed to the, to the bureaus and the algorithms, so each one compounds more and more and more. So the first one can count as one point, but by the time you're on your tenth one, it's five points apiece. So it can start to add up. So that's something I like to teach people, you know, to be careful. Um, and, the, I mean, you, you could tell probably better than me, Guy, but the credit report you're going to pull and the guidelines that you go off of is going to be no different than the person next door because everybody goes off of the same thing. So shopping your loan is not really a great idea. I tell people to shop around, but in a different way. You know, I give them their scores, say, you know, it's great to shop if, uh, if John Doe down the block can get you a better deal as far as rate. Rate, yeah. That, and that's terms good. and fees, go for it. But here's your score. Here's what I have to offer you. Nine times out of ten, you know, our rates are better. So, that, yeah. you know, we retain the client, and they don't have to repool the credit. I also tell them that there is a risk of repooling and lowering the score because, you know, uh, programs' rates are loan-level pricing adjustments based on your, your, your credit scores in some, in some instances. So um, did you know that, Sebastian? I didn't. You did or did not? I did not, no. Yeah, so the higher your score... You can get, you know, an eighth in fee better. 780 is great. 760 is another break point. 740, yep. Yep. you know, and if you're not above 700, they really hit you with it. What are uh, rates currently, guy? You know, um, I just quoted yesterday for $3 million, actually a $2.8 million, 4.5275. This is great money for a 30-year yeah. fixed-rate mortgage. Yeah, um, great. You know, and 4% for a 10-year, whatever it is. Uh, I locked in a, a bridge loan at 2.89% this morning. And that's our proprietary stuff. So, um, but we're, we're getting off topic here. Yeah, uh, right. And I do want to talk to you about this one final um, statute of limitations on negative credit. I want you to make it quick because I'm going to have to go back yeah, to a commercial so break. Okay, so, so this is something that is, you know, commonly talked about as well. So the statute of limitations is how long a negative item will stay on your credit before it magically disappears on its own, okay? So, you know, a lot of people will just kind of go off the radar and hope that things fall off. And, you know, you, you can go that route, of course, but the statute of limitations is always seven years mm -hmm. from, the date, from the date of last activity like we were talking about earlier. So... That's another reason not to pay collections because now you just reset that DLA and now seven years from that day, that collection is going to stay on there. Um, Where it that's unbelievable. That is not right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, it's one of the most fr frustrating topics that I talk to about people. Um, but then you also have to factor in public records. So the statute of limitations on a judgment, tax lien, or bankruptcy 
is going to be 10 years from the day that it was paid or in a discharge situation from the, on the BK, um, 10 years from the discharge date. So, you know, a lot of people will wait seven years after their bankruptcy and, you know, get all excited and then only to pull their credit and see that they got three years left. So that's something that, you know, you got to be conscious of and another reason why you don't want to stir anything up or reactivate it. I really appreciate your time, Sebastian. This is all great, informative stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this and, is what we do, guys. So, I mean, if and you're real good has at it. questions, just let me know. I will. If anybody has questions for Sebastian, just give me a call. I will put you guys in touch. Uh, why don't you throw out your number real quick? And uh, Gite, Sebastian Gite, throw out your <laughs> yeah. number. If they want to uh, call you directly, they can. Your number is? Yeah, direct line is 303 228 Four eight zero eight, and uh, if I don't answer, just leave me a message, and I'll call you right back. It's always a free consultation. Um, so, if you got any questions, obviously I know a lot about this stuff, so um, I'm here to help. Sounds great, Sebastian. Thank you. We're going to go back to commercial break, and I will give you a call tomorrow and uh, recap. Thank you again, and yep. give my best to Skyler. Thanks, guy. Let's keep in touch. You bet. With Guy Rivera, we were talking to Sebastian Gite, your guy in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back, and you are listening to Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. That was some exciting, informative information. I'm always one, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, you know, getting the info directly from the expert, you're not going to get the info from a guy who got the info from another guy who gave him the info because <laughs> there's no expertise there. I mean, think about it. I've seen appraisers give credit consultation. I've seen real estate agents give credit consultation. And I'm a mortgage guy. It's, it's unbelievable how these... You know, how some real estate agents, God bless them, and I work with all of them, um, but the good ones, the smart ones, do not even come close to consulting somebody with their credit or trying to advise them on their credit because they know they're not the experts, nor do they want to know. You know, they, 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 they refer them to the experts, as I do. If I can't figure somebody's credit report out, if I can't figure out how to get it improved for our situation, they go to a free consultation with a credit expert, you know, somebody that actually knows what they are doing. Again, second, third, fourth party info just does not work for anything. Buying a house. <laughs> I've got a guy in Hawaii giving advice to his son here on how to buy a house. But this guy in Hawaii went through a bankruptcy, two foreclosures, private money borrower, um, and he's giving advice to his son on how to buy a house. And, you know, and he won't listen to me. Uh, the son's listening to me, but the dad won't listen to me because he bought three houses in his lifetime 
And uh, it's just, you know, it's just a situation that I didn't really, didn't think was too cool. But it, they're out there. And after a couple of conversations with Dad um, and my my very, very uh, unique way to put things to people, he saw what I was, he finally saw what I was trying to tell him, and um, we got the deal done. So, you know, this has been a great show. This has been, this here is actually a pretty Pretty good show that I, that's going to go down as one of my favorites, talking to Sebastian and some substance out there because a lot of people, a lot of people uh, are asking more and more about their credit and their positioning. So with that being said, you have been listening to Mortgage Matters, Guy Rivera. I'm Guy Rivera. Uh, give me a call, 805-687-6282. Compare, just to compare your rates if you're in the middle of a transaction. You've been listening to Mortgage Matters and your guy in the mortgage industry, Guy Rivera. See you next week. That was a tasteful and moving program, Mr. Rivera.